listening to the Blanche J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. My very good friends and attorney, Alan Bozeman, Esquire, major contributor to the show. He encapsulated the plight of the African-American quarterback better than anybody that I know in two sentences. Says when it's a white quarterback, the media finds all the reasons that they can. When it's a black quarterback the media finds all the reasons that they can't a couple of days ago if you saw if you saw Monday Night Football you saw Trevor Lawrence not really playing that well stinking it up which is fine because rookies tend to tend to have blips on the radar they tend to make Errors. They have to understand the game. They have to watch the game. They have to learn the game. They have to learn how to practice. They have to learn how to lead. They have to learn how to be the CEO because being a quarterback in the NFL is bigger than just being able to throw a ball through a brick wall. It's not just about throwing an 80 yard bomb on a go route. It's about being able to galvanize the locker room. It's about being a leader. It's about being accessible to the media. It's about being articulate. It's about making the right decisions off the field with your family. You could be a wide receiver and be like Antonio Brown and having all these domestic issues and getting pulled over for driving 120 miles an hour. All the chicanery that he's involved in. You can't do that if you're a quarterback. Quarterback is the CEO of the team and generally, ideally, your best player, most talented player. So guys like Mahomes, they have that it quality. Brady obviously has that it quality. Peyton Manning had that it quality. Off the field. Not just great athletes. Not just guys that can, that can run fast, can throw the ball, can, can do things, have arm talent that wows you. But it's deeper than that. You got to be able to sit in front of the media and take the hard questions. So you have this dynamic where historically... African-Americans have not been given that opportunity. Now, we've, we've seen the glass ceiling actually get broken. Lamar Jackson, who would not be a quarterback, if this was 25 years ago, he would be an ex-wide receiver. First full year in the league, L. Jacks MVP. Pat Mahomes, first full year as a starter, MVP, 50 touchdowns, next year, Super Bowl. Russell Wilson, considered to be one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. This is the first time in the history of the NFL where you've looked at the elite quarterbacks, and most of them are brown people. You got Aaron Rodgers and Brady. You got Russell Wilson, L. Jax, McGoat. A lot of people in the media don't like that. So you see people like Justin Fields that are coming for that tail. And you see people like Trey Lance that are coming for that tail. So what we have, and I've said with Justin Fields, you have a swift boat campaign on Justin Fields. But it's bigger than just Justin Fields. 
Listen to the media talk. If you're on ESPN and the people that are on ESPN, even the African-American people, the Cabo Sears that are on ESPN, buy into the hype. Zach Wilson, oh, he, Zach Wilson's arm is electric. He's ready to start now. He has an electric arm. Zach Wilson does have an electric arm. That, that's factual. His arm angles, the way he throws is fantastic. Preseason, he looked really good last week. I said that he was going to be a bust. I hope that I'm wrong because I'm not rooting for him to be a bust. I think that being a bust has more to do with the, with the name on the front of the jersey, the New York Jets, Fireman Ed, than the name on the back of the jersey. So I think anyway, I think if Justin Fields had been drafted by the Jets, he probably would have busted. If Trevor Lawrence had been drafted by the Jets, he probably would have busted. But if you look at and listen to the media, Zach, Will, Zach Wilson, he's electric. He's an elite talent. Trevor Lawrence, uh, he didn't play that well. He didn't look good. He's not looking that great. But you know what? That's not because of him. He's the golden boy. He's the anointed one. He's the chosen one. He's the, he's the LeBron James of football. It's Urban Meyer's fault. It's bad coaching. It's Daryl Bevel. It's the offensive coordinator. They have a bad line. It's, it's not Trevor Lawrence has so much to overcome to be successful. You've been selling me that Trevor Lawrence was Jesus in cleats the last three years. He's the best prospect since John freaking Elway. Elway, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence. Doesn't look that great in preseason. Looks a little confused. Took a, took a hard hit a couple nights ago. Well, that just shows that he's a fiery competitor. Justin Fields takes a hard hit. Well, Justin Fields has to be careful. Because if he takes those type of hits, he's going to be injury prone. This is, this is intentional. It's deliberate. I've been affiliated with ESPN. I know what goes on there. This is a scam against black quarterbacks for whatever reason. I don't know who's pulling the strings. I don't care who's pulling the strings. But you get the narrative. Justin Fields isn't ready to start. Did you see how bad Andy Dalton is? I'm not a person that puts a lot of stock in preseason games. But you see how bad, bad Andy Dalton looked against the Bulls? Have you seen Andy Dalton play the last three years? You see what he did in Dallas? You see what he did the last couple of years in Cincinnati? Andy Dalton's had a nice career with the TCU, the Red Rifle. I think he's been to playoffs four or five or six times or something like that. He's had a very good career. He's at the end of his career. Justin Fields has all the talent. 6'3", 230. Strong kid, smart kid, went to Ohio State, beat the brakes off of Clemson, played against Alabama, played in big games against Michigan. Not only that, great at the podium. Not only that, leader at Ohio State. When the Big Ten didn't want to have football, he was one of the leaders that got other schools together to get a petition and parents to say, hey, we're willing to take the risks. We understand that covid has risks to it, but we as the student athletes, we want to play. We are willing to take those risks. Led by Justin Fields. No DUIs, no baby mamas, no drug issues, none of that. But you'd rather play Andy Dalton. Their coach, 
Nagy would literally rather lose and get fired than play Justin Fields. But the media says, oh, we have to protect Justin Fields because the offensive line is bad. The offensive line is bad, and, and he doesn't have a lot of weapons to throw to, and he needs to be protected. What happened to the concept of meritocracy? I'm not saying that the job should be handed to Justin Fields. I'm saying that I've seen enough tape to know that he's better right now than Andy Dalton. And if he were white, I'm 100% sure that he would be starting for the Chicago Bears. It wouldn't even be a question. Trey Lance, San Francisco, same quandary. Trey Lance, that's a grown bleeping man out there. Looks like Cam Newton in his prime, 6'5", 240, solid muscle, rocket arm, can run, built like a house. Jimmy Pornstar can barely stay healthy. And I get that Trey Lance hasn't had a lot of reps at North Dakota State. They didn't play last year. But if you look at him in the preseason, he looks like he's ready to go. Why can't he compete with Jimmy Garoppolo for the job? See, that's the problem that I have. It's that it's appalling that a black man should even compete. You sit and wait your turn. And people say, well, you know, Mahomes waited his turn. He sat behind Alex Smith. He absorbed everything from Alex Smith. He probably wouldn't be who he was if he hadn't had a chance to sit. But who is Alex Smith? I'm glad that Alex Smith got healthy, didn't have his leg amputated when he had the, the, the infection and all of that from the compound fracture. Alex Smith had a solid career. But for a number one pick, Alex Smith did not live up to expectations. Guys like him, Fitzmagic, Fitzmagic is a is loses two thirds of his games, but you wanna you want me to swallow? Well, he should get another chance to start for a ninth team because he's the smartest guy in the room. He went to Harvard. He's smarter than you, therefore he should have a chance. This stuff is deliberate. It's getting worse and worse as you see more African American quarterbacks that are coming into the league playing at a high level early. There are a lot of people. I remember. With Jacoby Brissett was the Colts quarterback. There are a lot of people in flower country that hate having a black quarterback on their team. They hate it. God forbid that that black quarterback has an opinion on politics too, because then they really, 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 really hate it. But watch the Swift Boat campaign, even against Cam Newton. Mac Jones, he's really pushing Cam Newton. No, he's not. Cam Newton is an MVP and a Heisman winner. Cam Newton is a borderline Hall of Famer. Now, I'm not, I'm not extremely high on Cam Newton. He's definitely on the back nine in his career. But you think that Mac Jones is ready to unseat him from day one if Cam Newton is completely healthy? But when it's a white quarterback, they're ready to go. Put him in now. Play him today. Zach Wilson, ready to go. Trevor Lawrence, when Urban Meyer... Who Urban Meyer looks, that's not, that ain't looking like it's going to end up well. Urban Meyer, his his body language is so bad. The way he carries himself on the sideline is so bad. He does not look like, he. him and Joe Biden could commiserate with each other. You have a, you have a job, you say, you know what, I want that job. I'm going to get Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to be great. I have a generational great quarterback. President Biden, hey man, I've been sitting for 50 years waiting for this opportunity. I'm going to be president. Then you get into the job. And it's get your first press briefing and Joe Biden's like, oh my gosh, what have I got myself into? Urban Meyer looked like, oh my gosh, what have I got myself into? 
it is just the preseason. He's he looks angry. He's not used to losing. Urban Meyer only loses once every other year when he was at Florida or Ohio State. He's gonna lose 13 games this year. Trevor Lawrence is gonna throw 20 picks this year. I don't know if Urban Meyer is gonna be able to handle that. This isn't Ohio State where you just go out and recruit somebody better and you get your boosters to pony up a couple of more hundred gur to get a better safety. I mean, in NIL, you don't even have to do that anymore. But you actually got draft. You actually got developed talent. You don't just get to pick the best players to come to you anymore. But people are throwing a hissy fit because Trevor Lawrence doesn't look that great. Someone is saying, hey, I don't, I don't. He's saying, other people are saying, I don't know if he's beat out Gardner Mitchell yet. We all know that Trevor Lawrence is going to start. But just the, just the concept that this, that this anointed one, this Caucasian leader of men, this Eurocentric leader of men, may sit for a few games and learn, because that's what you're saying about Justin Fields. That's what you're saying about Trey Lance. But if you say that about a white quarterback, oh, that's blasphemy. He's ready to play now. Not only is he ready to play now, we have his size 42 extra long coat prepared for him in Canton because we've already decided that he's a generational goat. And I'm just saying, listen to, listen to the media. Watch the media. It's, it's, it's atrocious. It's sickening. And quite frankly, it's so racist that you find reasons that Justin Fields can't and Trey Lance can't when you find reasons that Zach Wilson can and Trevor Lawrence can actually makes me not want to watch football. Let's say show. Paragon, Paragon 7, seven Studio. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. Classic sneakers I had. Patrick Ewins. Oh, Ewins. Ewins was hot. The, 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 the blue, orange, and white. Those got those. Yeah, yeah, got yeah, a fresh yeah. pair. You got to bring those into the studio. What? You got you to bring and those into the studio. And I got the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Adidas. I didn't even know that he had a shit. What? And I got the Stan Smith. I'm telling you these I don't even know what the Stan, Stan Smith is. The Stan Smith, the green and white, the official color. I got the official Pumas. The red suede, the blue suede. Official Pumas. Classic. So we're Classic. Hold down. up, hold up. The first Air Force Ones, the Dunks, the Flights. Uh, what else was was crazies? Uh, uh, the Hibachis. James Lewis. You talking about the Harachis or Hibachis? the Hibachis? I call them Hibachis, Harachis, okay. whatever. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. You hear her blazing through your speakers. It's Adriana, the personality on Streets 99.3. You put that uniform on. That Titan uniform, you better come to work. We will be perfect in every aspect of the game. You drop a pass, you run a mile. You miss a blocking assignment, you run a mile. You fumble the football, and I will break my foot off in your John Brown hind parts. And then you will run a mile. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. You don't know me. Probably never will. But I need you to do something for me. Something that could literally change everything. You'll never get a thank you card. And yet, I need you to do it. And if that weren't enough, I need you to do it as soon as you are able to. If you do this for me, I'll do it for you. And for every single person you love. Deal? This is our shot to leave COVID behind. 
Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. Studios. here who was here in nashville prominent conservative radio host in tennessee who refused to get vaccinated then urged his followers to get a shot after being hospitalized with covid19 died on saturday mr valentine who i listened to his show scoffed at the need for vaccines writing on his blog that his chances of dying from the virus should be should he become infected were way less than one percent He announced his COVID-19 diagnosis on July the 11th and pledged to return to his show within a day or two. Unfortunately for the haters out there, it looks like I'm going to make it, he wrote. Interesting experience. I have to fill you in when I come back on the air. I'm hoping that will be tomorrow. But I may take a day off just as precaution. Less than two weeks later, his radio station 99.7 WTN announced that the Nashville host was hospitalized in very serious conditions, suffering from COVID pneumonia. It went downhill from, from there. That hurts to read. I've talked about vaccination campaigns on this show. I speak specifically to the African-American community. I'm very excited about partnering up with, with Urban One. And hopefully doing some good on educating people. I don't I don't want to shame people that don't want to get the vaccine. I'm never going to tell you what to do with your body. I am sad as a healthcare professional. I'm sad that people have politicized this issue. So if you're conservative, which I am, a lot of people don't know that about me. I am a conservative. I'm not a Trump conservative. I'm a conservative, especially fiscally. I believe in the fiscal conservative policy, and I generally believe in conservative foreign policies. Someone like Trump would call me a rhino, Republican in name only. And that's fine. That's that's slang for, hey, if you're not if you're not 100 percent with me and my racist view of society and especially the racists that back me. And I'm not talking about and calling all Trump voters racist. I'm talking about the Nazis that actually have swastikas tattooed on their head. Manson style. I think those people are racist. I think I can call them racist. The Dixie flag waivers, they said that they were racist. They said that blacks are subhuman. They said we don't want to live with blacks or Latinos or Asians, or Jews. They openly said that. I'm calling those people racist, and I'm saying that those people vote with the Trump block. 
whether you like it or not. You're voting with that block. You're you're voting with Remy from Higher Learning and his boys. Those are the type of people that you cohort with. You might be doing this and you get a tax break. I would love the tax break, but I, I personally cannot vote for someone that that is that that cohorts with individuals who are openly calling for me to either a be deported to West Africa or b to reverse the clock back into the Jim Crow era where African-American people can't own property, can't vote, can't go to school. But covid is not about race. COVID is not about politics. COVID is not even about entertainment. Don't you understand a lot of these people that are, that are against the vaccine, the Fox news crowd, the Breitbart crowd. Don't you understand those people a are filthy, rotten, rich. If they get COVID, they have nine doctors working on him. Sean Hannity's making 40 mil a year. If he gets COVID, I'm pretty sure that he's getting the best treatment that he could possibly get. I think Laura Ingram is making like 20 mil a year. They're getting much better treatment than you, the Joe the Plumbers of the world, you listening to this show, driving around in Nashville or in D.C. or in Seattle or in, in, in our affiliates across the country. These people are getting better treatment than you. Second of all, a lot of these people have been vaccinated. So they'll tell you not to get vaccinated because it's against your freedoms, but they've been vaccinated. Everybody has to make a choice on what's best for them. And I've had people on the show all the time. Shannon doesn't believe in it. Avriana doesn't believe in it. But they're respectful. They say, this is my choice. And they also say, hey, we believe in holistic health and holistic programs and rubrics where we eat right, we do yoga, we exercise a lot. They're doing something to manage their health. But the typical middle-aged person that's eating fast food, that's eating at Arby's on their lunch break, or eating at Chili's <clears throat> or Applebee's or somewhere like that, these people are not in the same boat as the Shannons and the Avrianas of the world. And I don't, I don't take any solace in seeing that Phil Valentine passed away. Man, I, I just hate that. But the hubris and the arrogance. And what's sad is some people that have these huge platforms and are great entertainers and are great what they do. You're robbing your listeners. You're robbing people that support you, that hang on your every word. You're robbing them an opportunity to get educated and to, and to be the best that they can be because you don't believe something. Think of how many people that listen to some of these shows on the conservative side, even in the black community, on the liberal side, where people in the African-American community are saying, don't take the, don't take the, don't take it because it's the mark of the beast and it's a depopulation issue and quote the government. The misinformation and disinformation is, is sickening and it's, and it's killing people. It's costing, it's costing people's lives. I'm not telling people to live in fear. And I don't want you to live in fear. I want you to live your life. I want you to do well. I want you to prosper. I don't want to see the country shut down again. I want to see kids playing football and basketball and stuff like that in the fall. But don't be arrogant enough to think that you're impregnable. 
because you're not. And even if you're, even if Phil Valentine was 61, even if you're 31, you're not impregnable. Talk to your PCP about your health risks, your exercise regimen, your diet, your numbers, your cholesterol, your blood sugar, your blood pressure, your blood cell counts, and where you are, and then make an informed decision. But don't spew foolishness, the Clay Travis's of the world, all of that stuff. How many people are on Clay Travis's body count? How many people have listened to these hosts, mostly on Fox News and Breitbart, Newsmax, that say that this doesn't exist? How many people have died because they listened to Skippy on the radio? Notice I'm not saying, hey, go get the vaccine. I'm saying go get educated about the vaccine. The pros and cons. If the pros don't outweigh the cons, then I wouldn't expect someone to take it. But I think people that get educated, we have people like Cindy Alexander that comes on our show. David Meyer that comes on our show. Isaac Palmer that comes on our show. Get educated and then make a decision. Even, even in Alabama, Trump, Trump was out stumping, doing what he does best. Trump's great. His rallies are, are great. I mean, they might, they might have a lot, of, a lot of people that are concealing triple triangle tattoos and SS tattoos. But Trump does a great job at rallying and snuffing. Even he got booed saying that, hey, you know, you probably want to take the vaccine. Even his own people booed him. Now, I don't know if they booed him. Because they believe that Pfizer and Moderna got to him and got in his pockets. Or, or they booed him, which is what I think is they're like, man, you've been telling us not to get the vaccine for last year. And you got it, but you're telling us not to get it. And now you're telling us to get it. You're just as damning to the public as, as Fauci or Burks or any of these other people. That are feeding us misinformation and, and disinformation. I'm, I'm just telling people out there, this, this thing is not a joke, man. It's not a game. This is your health. I'm not saying that if you don't get this, you're going to die. You're going to be on a ventilator and your life is going to be ruined. I'm not saying that. That's not true either. We know there are a high percentage of people that, that survive this thing. Part of CDC, 98%. I think that it's much higher than that. But there are people especially people that are older, 40 and up, people with kids, people with obligations. You got to show some maturity, man. You don't live in a bubble. You're out there with other people. You're out there doing what you got to do. Educate yourself. And if you still don't want to do it, at least you can say that, hey, I looked at all of the data. I'm not interested. If I draw the short straw and have some issues with it, I knew what I was dealing with coming into it and I made a choice and there's nothing wrong with that. But this, this foolishness about it's the devil, it's the market of beasts, it's, it's liberalism, it's communism, all of that stuff. Then when you're on your deathbed, if you're unfortunate, you don't get to come back and say, oh man, can I take it now? Because that's not how life works. So rest in peace to, to, to Phil Valentine and, and it's just a it's a it's a sad day and, and and I just really hope that people will continue to learn and see what their best options are in in potentially protecting yourself and protecting the people that you love.
listening to the Lance J Radio Network. At Industrious, we don't want anything to get between you and your great day. That's why our private offices and suites come with everything you need to safely connect with your teammates in person or over Zoom so you can make every day a great one. Go to IndustriousOffice.com. Enjoy a great day at Industrious on us when you book a tour at IndustriousOffice.com.